Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Battlefield 4 Xbox title updated release improved stability. I've, I'm 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 this close to giving up on the Battlefield series. Completely yeah. honest, it's pathetic. What's good? Like that's a big studio to be having that many fucking issues. Oh, I know, right? Like, there's indies that come out that do Minecrafted better than that. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Um, no Battlefield 4 for Dice in 2014. Yeah, I think that's good. Probably, this is a, after focus. this one, they need to wait a little bit. They need to focus up on that fucking engine. Stay yeah. frosty. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What you what you want? What you what you want? And uh, coming to you via Skype from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Adam, a motherfucking Riley. Oh, what it is, motherfucker. What it is, bitch. Yeah. So, so, yeah, this last week has been kind of weird for both of us on a a personal level. Um, One big thing for me, you probably noticed that Adam did most of the updates for this week. Um, And... uh, and uh, most of you probably thought, holy shit, Steve hasn't done any, he's probably dead. Uh, close, but not quite. Um, now, this week just turned out to be complete, complete shit and just overwhelming at work. And I think out of, the, uh, of all the, the days that I worked, I think only one of them I actually worked an eight-hour shift. The rest were well over, like 11, 12 hours. So I was beat, you know, it's... And, and it's just that full-on Christmas madness because for you long-time listeners of the podcast, you guys know that Adam and I both work retail. And this is the suckiest time of year um, for anybody that works retail. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, and uh, it's like 
make things happen, cut hours, so it means you got to pull the rest of this shit. And so it it's just been an extremely long week. Felt kind of sick on some of them, and, and um, even Adam's like, "Dude, you don't talk to me anymore. You you say anything?" And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so had a had a you know pet his ego a little bit, make him feel better. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so that that's one of the reasons why there was like no real post from me this week. Um, but that that being said taking two days off just fucking trying to like yeah i'm not even christmas shopping on my days off now i'm doing them after work because i figure well my day's fucked anyway so i might as well do some christmas shopping after work you know when i christmas shop when i'm at work on the fucking clock (laughs) they can all suck it dude (laughs) yeah i was thinking that too like good i was like going hey you know i should do some even my district said that too he's like well he goes if you need shit he goes you know, he goes, you do get a discount here. And I'm like, nah, that is true. That's, that is true. Real talk. <laughs> um, I was bummed out um, real quick about, because I knew you got a discount. And I'm like, does he have the kind of games that I want to buy? <laughs> no. Dick. <laughs> God damn it. About to say, let me send you some change real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's, so it's been it's been a long fucking week. By yesterday, I was hanging out with my girlfriend last night. It's a Saturday night, and like it was the end of that stretch. We go out to dinner, felt great, got back to her place, and I was just like, Ugh, like trying to keep my head straight, you know. And it kept on. She's like, just go sleep, <laughs> just trying crash. To, trying to figure out which Spice Girl you want to impregnate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. And uh. And then just crashed out. So, like, this weekend I'm looking at just, like, okay, chilling. So, the, with that being said, just to let you guys know, because this, this week I didn't post any real stories, so I'm going to be using stories from other websites, giving credits to other sites and other authors. But still, news that I probably would have reported on anyway. So, suck it. <laughs> so, um, got a surprise gift, right? Diablo 3. Nice. Now, I'm a, little, I'm a little late to the game on this one, but um, started for PC, playing. right? Yeah, for, of course for PC. I'm okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown fucking man. I, you know, <laughs> Jesus, I can't play dungeon crawlers on console. It's weird to me because I grew up playing Diablo, original Diablo, Diablo two. Tons of hours have been spent on those two games for me, and I can't. It just feels weird. I feel like I'm cheating or something. Not <laughs> cheating because it doesn't help, but it's just like, eh. Um, so I got this game, and I'm late to the party, but that's okay because the first year of Diablo 3 was all errors and fucking bullshit anyway, so it's whatever. Um, game is amazing. Love it. I've always loved the lore of Diablo 3 mm-hmm. um, just because I like Christian-esque uh, mythology. I think it's romantic. So the... Um, I even bought the strategy guide only because it was the, <laughs> here it comes. No, it was it's hard to cover. It has like a felt feel to it, like a good felt feel though. Mm-hmm. And it's black and so it has like Diablo 3 like etched into it. Oh, it's so sick, dude. I don't even read it. I just have it. You know. <laughs> just make looks me feel make me feel better about myself. <laughs> But um yeah, the game's real cool. Um 
And then that kind of got me into Dungeon Crawlers again, too, because I haven't been playing them for a while. So, like, Path of Exile is another one free to play. I play Torchlight with the kids because my wife doesn't really like them playing Diablo because of the whole gotta go fight the devil you know <laughs> everything's all fucked up what, um, what we do in real life right that's what i do in real life i hit my head a long time ago and doing that ever since um but it's uh it's cool man like if you haven't played it you should definitely try it out you, actually for you that you can download a demo dude if you want to check it out oh yeah that's true the cool thing about it is you could play it for like 20 minutes and get something done you know, it's like it's it's almost like wow with all the time consuming shit taken away. Because mm. you're just going through dungeons and just collecting loot. Do 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 and just you keep going deeper and deeper into the abyss. So it's fun. It's mm. fun going into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> Not something you hear all the time, but you know. I love going in the abyss. Mm. Well, yeah. we all live there half the time. Jesus. Yeah. Um, this last week I got it. I actually picked up, uh, Dr. Who day of the doctor, the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary Blu-ray. Um, cool thing is, is that it's only either available Blu-ray, Blu-ray three, um, DVD combo pack or, um, strictly DVD. Uh, for most of you that know me and, and, and know what I pick up, you guys know, I generally don't pick the individual stuff cause they're always missing a tons of shit. And I always buy, like, the big season pack or whatever, what have you. Um, I loved The Day of the Doctor so much. I've, I've, if, if it was, I, I watched it so many times after on my, on my DVR that I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to get it. And get it and then watch it. And then, you know, quality, of course, is better than, you know, broadcast television. But uh, the DVD itself is actually... Um, it's it's cool for the twenty bucks price point that it was at. It actually it had the full Blu-ray movie. Um, also had uh, the two prologues. Uh, the one prologue that had the um, uh, the guy's first day on the job guarding Gallifrey's second city, and then the other prologue which had uh, the eighth Doctor on there, uh, Paul McGon, his little short, which actually was cool because really got to see and hear a lot more that I missed on online. Uh, and then you had one of those, if you guys have been watching the Doctor Who specials, you know, of all the doctors, they have the doc, the doctor explained, and it's a full hour long pop, um, uh, show featuring most of the guys that have played the doctor talking about the doctor with the companions, talking about his philosophy, his life, his, the whole origin and everything of it. It was really, really cool. Matt Smith, David Tennant, um, Paul McGon, uh, and some of the previous doctors um, in there with um, companions. So it was really, really cool. Um, I thought that was a really, really nice add-on to it because it really made, like, okay, it gave me a full other program that I could watch and just enjoy. Plus it gives you the two teaser trailers, the Comic-Con teaser trailer and then the official trailer. So I thought for the price point, this one was actually worth money as opposed to the Necessary Evil DVD that DC brought out for the villains. Documentary yeah. was cool and all that, but there's nothing on it aside from the movie, which you could just buy digitally on Amazon and then watch it on any device you want. Uh, but really liked it. I'm going to have a full review on it later this week. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it was really cool. Definitely put on your Christmas list because you know what? This is one of those that you're going to buy more than once. When the box set comes out for you know season eight, which will have the new Doctor and this, you're going to want it. So 
might as well just buy it and suck it up because we all do it. We do. Yeah. We really, we really do. <laughs> we really do. Um. So the endless, the never-ending stream of buying things for my computer. <laughs> so this is this is kind of. <laughs> I bought a cozy for the monitor because yeah, I, I thought I could, you know. Could this use is kind of full hustle mode though. Okay, <laughs> so. I had the Razer Def Adder mouse, and it was breaking. Fucking up and shit. So I, of course, had the protection plan. So I cashed that motherfucker in. <laughs> right? I had a Steel Series like, cheap headset, because my headset broke. The right. Plan- the Plantronic one. So I, um, I bought something like, real quick, and then I remembered, oh, wait, it's still under the year warranty. So I returned both of those. So now I have, like, $100. And I only really spent 25 Hmm. You know, so um, keeping it real. Exactly. I was in my closet, and I'm looking for something, and I I noticed my sister's old prepaid phone, which had broke, that I was trying to fix, but it was fucked up. Remembered I bought protection on that too, <laughs> so I returned that, and I now I have 160 dollars. So I'm like, okay, I bought the a new mouse, a new headset, and a new keyboard, decked out, pimping. So I bought the the Logitech. G600 MMO mouse. This is the one with all the keys on the side for your thumb. Like, it has a full, like, 10 key Mm. on the side. How many keys is it for? No, 12. It's 12 keys. And it has a third clicker button as a shift. So you can use those as, like, 24 keys. Beast mode. It's a really nice mouse, too. And then I bought the Death Death Stalker Razor keyboard. Mm Mm-hmm which is low-profile keys, so you can type really fast, and it's quiet. It doesn't have all the extra buttons on it, because I never use them in any way. I have all the buttons on my mouse. And then the prime, prime jewel of everything is a new headset that I'm on right now, which is the SteelSeries um, Siberia uh, V2. It's an $80 headset, ladies and gentlemen. And it's the most comfortable thing I've ever had on my fucking head. It's beautiful. So I'm all fresh. I'm all new right now, you know. Right. Not a big deal. But uh, I keep it fresh. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I keep that <laughs> shit fresh. Keep fresh. 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 She only want me for my pimp juice. <laughs> so, how much, uh, how much other shit do you still need to get? I do want to get a new graphics card. Oh, yeah, so, you're still hooked on, yeah. on that, huh? Maybe. So, new new graphics card... And then um, that also means I need to get a new power supply. Um, and then so that that would be the graphics card I'm looking at is like two hundred bucks. I don't need to get one of the five hundred dollar graphics because it's not necessary. Um, well, I mean it's necessary, but not for me. So <laughs> and then eventually I want to get um, another monitor, running two monitors set up. I don't know if I want to get another, because I have a 23-inch. I don't know if I want to get another 23-inch, have them side-by-side, or have my 23-inch, and then above that mount, like, a 32-inch television to play game to play games on. Because when, when the TV's that big, it's a little difficult to do, like, reading and stuff. Because right. everything looks weird. But you play them games, I don't know. Yeah. That would be the ultimate setup. I also need a new desk. <laughs> it is what it is. So... Would my new chair too? Now that we're now that we're talking about it. So, God. 
Some new shoes would be nice, too, looking at some new kicks right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess it's time we jump into some news. Let's do it. All right. So, in movie news this week, uh, coming to you from Collider. Uh, so, this is from uh, Collider, Dave Trubor. Is the writer on this one. So, I hate reporting on news uh, news stories peripherally related to Paul Walker's tragic death as much as the next guy. But when it comes to the logistics of how James Wan and the cast of Fast and Furious 7 will move forward with production, we'll make an exception. About a week ago, we reported that Universal had indef- indefinitely suspended production of the film, along with the news that Walker had only filmed about half of the allotted scenes and had yet to film some of the major ones. Uh... Now, the new rumor states that younger that Walker's younger brother, Cody, will step into the film's final scenes. Uh, today, kind of creepy Fast and Furious 7 rumor comes from the Daily Mail, so take it with a grain of salt. Cody, the 25-year-old stunt, uh, former stunt actor, could conceivably step into Paul's scenes, especially those f- from far or at a distance, and if it's, and if it's a shot of the uh, – if it's a shot, then they'll need – Paul's face in close-up so they can CGI it on later. Uh, that could be a tad morbid for the CG assistant assigned to morph Cody's face, um, Cody Walker's face into that of his deceased brother, but the show must go on. This is squarely in the rumor category, as we've heard no official ru- word one day or the other, or one way or the other, even if the offer was made to Cody, it sounds that he's on the fence about whether or not to incorporate, to cooperate. Quote, if Cody agrees to um, agrees, it's because he wants to honor his brother's memory. There are many details that still need to be worked out, but right now the family and cast and crew are still grieving, end quote. Universally has also reported been working closely with Walker's family to make sure the handling of the Brian O'Connor character and his likely exit from the franchise is tastefully done. Yeah, I have to agree that this is most likely rumor, if not completely false, yeah. uh, considering it's the Daily Mail. Uh, for one, you always consider the source in this aspect, but uh, – you know, the, the the last that I've heard is that they're possibly going to go back to back to um, one with the story and somehow work his character in a way that either kind of takes him out or gives him um, an exit from the franchise. Uh, it should be – I would say that it's most likely probably not going to happen, and they're going to have to do something via what they did on The Crow uh, – because to be to be honest, if they, I I think that they'll probably go on with the film from where it is and try to work it around it. Because to scrap the film and kind of act like okay, well it happened and he's gone or whatever, I think would just I think not be cool for even the fans. Yeah, I think it would be. I think they just need to. If they're going to continue the series, it's fine, but they just need to leave that character alone then like find a way to get around it because you can't he can't you can't recast him yeah yeah you that's definitely gonna can. be weird and then you can't um that would that'd be like recasting heath ledger right in dark knight you know it just it's it's too iconic of a role at this point <laughs> <laughs> it could be recast if they reboot the series like later on you know right, whatever yeah. but but honestly i mean what are they six movies seven movies deep now yeah like, yeah this is the right. seventh movie yeah you Kind of can't do it at this point. It's become an anthology at this right. point. <laughs> so, whatever. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Let me stop fucking 
stalling and mm, let around this open. Got it. Okay. <laughs> the Pat of Wonder Woman has been cast in the upcoming Batman vs. Superman film. And I don't hear anyone complaining. Although there are plenty of people complaining. But at the time when I first saw it, I was like, that's fine. But I guess I was wrong. Or something. Israeli, not Latina. <laughs> A lot of people think this chick's Hispanic for some reason. Israeli actress and model Gail Gadot or Gadot or whatever, uh, best known for her role in Fast and the Furious series, as well as being Miss Israel. Let's keep it real. Um, has been cast for the iconic superhero. In a recent statement, director Zack Snyder said, "Wonder Woman is arguably one of the most powerful female characters of all time and a fan favorite in the DC universe." Not only is Gail an amazing actress, but she also has the magical quality that makes her perfect for the role. We look forward to audiences discovering Gail in the first feature film incarnation of this beloved character. Personally, I think she has the look down just fine, but we'll have to see how she plays the role. Based on her previous roles, we can see that she can act, but playing a superhero, one as iconic as Wonder Woman at that, is a daunting task for any actress. Keep in mind that this film is a lead-up to the future Justice League movie, meaning she'll be playing the character for more than one film. Can't wait to see how all of these characters mesh on screen. I honestly think Zack Snyder knows exactly what he's fucking doing. Like, I think he knows exactly what he's doing on two things. I think he knows the casting, I think, is going to work out just fine. I really do. And I also think he, he knows that he the people he's picking are going to piss people off. And he's doing it on purpose. Like... I'm going to piss everybody off, and then I'm going to make them all look like shit. Right. You know, like, I could see him doing that. But, I don't know, a lot of people are real pissed off about this chick doing it. I mean, I guess because she is skinny. Not anorexic skinny, but she's skinny. You know, she's thin, tall. But, I mean, you hit the gym for a couple months, and yeah, I mean, she'll be fine. Well, I mean, look at, you know, you look at some, look at uh, Tobey Maguire. When he was mm. um, cast as Spider-Man, a lot of people were like, he'll make a great Peter Parker, but he's too thin. But he bulked and then up. he's fucking ripped. Dude. Yeah, dude. That he, motherfucker was cut. Yeah, you know, he... Like, damn. Yeah, he ripped up. He got cut. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. When I saw her, I was like, going, oh, yeah, I remember her from Fast Fast Five and I, I, Fast and the Furious films. And then I was like... Uh, and then I look, later looked back and I'm like, she's a little thin, you know, but then I saw this one picture, of, you know, because I'm thinking like, you know, Wonder Woman's a little curvy and she's got, you know, breastuses. But um, I remember seeing like, a, and then I, I saw it with obviously a push. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that that won't be a problem. But I'm like, she is a little thin framed, but not. Yeah, not like who could have been casted. But at the same time, you know, people, you know, it's like I, I like the fact that she's exotic. She's yeah. not a traditional white girl. Well, she kind of looks. I mean, Wonder Woman's Greek, right? Essentially. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so she shouldn't look like Supergirl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she should look like fucking Wonder Woman. She shouldn't look like Jennifer Garner as Elektra. Yeah, that was. <laughs> what are you like, gonna... Yeah, because she looks Greek. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, I think she. I think the looks fine. Yes, she does need to bulk up, but. In muscle, yeah, you know she has she has her curves too. She's just skinny, and if she if she bulks those muscles up, certain aspects of her body will start perking up. Oh yeah, like they'll start poking out a little bit more, and everyone yeah, will, will be happier for it. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm okay with this one. Yeah. But who's she gonna date in the movie? Uh, <laughs> Details. <laughs> All oh, right. So moving into gaming news, uh, this one comes from uh, CVG, uh, Tom Ivan. So DC has released a new Battlefield 4 title update for the Xbox One version of the shooter. Like Thursday's Battlefield 4 patch for PS4, the latest Xbox One update, quote, includes a number of stability improvements that should fix some of the most common crashes. <laughs> I like that. Some of the most common crashes. Yeah. Uh, Dice also said today that it's also working on the next Xbox One game update based on user feedback. Uh, some of the notes on here. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them because there's a slew of them. If you're following the, <laughs> if you're following the Battlefield Four issue uh fixed three of the most common crashes occurring during map transitions fixed a common crash that occurs when you use the in-game battle log at the end of a round screen fixed two crashes related to destroying vehicles fixed a crash that occurred when a player lost connection to server fixed crash fixed crashed oh yeah there was an optimized performance when shooting uh destroying levolution objects in some levels uh remove the blur effect on soldiers when they appear when um commanders we're using EMP attacks, and so on and so forth. Um, so that should make a few people happy uh, with Battlefield 4, but whew, this Battlefield 4 thing has turned into a major clusterfuck. I know. It's, I know. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I'm not... I, it's, it, it's funny, because remember when... Um, and you and I covered this a lot when uh, Dice was talking so much shit about Call of Duty a year ago before Battlefield 3 came out. And um, what was it? I think Black Ops 2. Mm -hmm. And they were just talking so much shit about how their shit is so much better. It's so much cooler. Frostbite is the, is the, the way to go a year later. Yeah. What it's... happened? I don't. I don't think they were telling the truth. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous, dude. At I mean, this point. I know because you're like, you know, because last year, I mean, I had Battlefield Three. You and I both played Battlefield Three. Yeah, I have Battlefield Three. Three. Yeah, it was fucking harder than shit. But the Frostbite engine was awesome. Just the way it plays was great. But this, it's like, what the hell, dude? What you know? Stay frosty, guys. But yeah, stay frosty. <laughs> Use a military term. Stay frosty, guys. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, it was. It's. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, and honestly, I, I'm. I'm starting to just write off whole series because it's. It's too big of a studio to be doing silly shit like this. It should not take this long. It's completely obvious they don't know what the fucking problem is. Yeah. Because they knew they would fix it already. Right. You know, and they can sit there. Oh, well, we're we're working around the clock on this. Then it should have been fixed already. Right. I mean, you it, wrote it, the game. You know the code. Fix the fucking problem. It even yeah. seems like SimCity didn't take this long. Nope. SimCity was actually relatively quick. Yeah. They fixed it within like a month or two. Not even a month. But it was getting fixed. Like, things kept getting fixed. Like, every day. Like, you could see it getting better and better and better and better. And now the game's fine. You know, I mean, and yeah, you could say, oh, growing pains for the whole... 
always online thing, but that's been going on for a while now. That there shouldn't be, and it's not even always online anyway. You know, right. it's just whatever, dude. I mean, when you see this list at the patch of how many common crashes, I mean, the fact that you're saying common crashes, like, okay, so that means the things that everybody's facing, but you know, it's like then there's it, uncommon crashes. Then there's uncommon crashes. There's like there's issues. Like one of the fixes is um, fixed some issues with the handling of the Xbox One parties. Mm-hmm. Fix an issue going um, online after resuming your Xbox One from suspend mode. You know, it, it's things like that. It's like, wh- what the hell? Yeah, it's it's weird, dude. Like, I don't even know what's going on. But that moves right into our next story. Um, Michael Pachter, uh, an industry analyst, has told the news, and it has told the news and investors alike that developer Dice isn't working um, on an addition in addition to the Battlefield series for 2014. There have been a lot of rumors lately that the franchise would be going with a yearly release schedule, much like Call of Duty, but that seems to be false. Uh, quote, although they have not yet announced a version of Battlefield for fiscal year 2015, they confirmed that our understanding is spot on and that if a version of Battlefield were to be released uh, in fiscal year 2015... It would be developed by a studio other than DICE, said Practor. Um, EA's fiscal year starts in April 2014 and ends in March 2015. This doesn't mean another studio isn't going to develop a Battlefield game, however. A spin-off from the main line wouldn't be hard to believe, seeing as so many shooter franchises before have done the same thing. DICE is keeping busy, however, with the announcement of both Star Wars Battlefront and Mirror's Edge 2, which they are currently not working on at all. Or so they say, because they said they're not working on anything until they fix the Battlefield 4 issues. Which which pisses me off, because I'm more excited about Star Wars Battlefront. I give a fuck about Battlefield 4 when it comes to Star Wars Battlefront. Let's get some Battlefront going, dude. <laughs> um, EA has previously stated that DICE... Yeah, I just said that. So, it, the whole situation over there is dirty. Like, it, it sucks. It must suck to work for that company right now. Oh, I know, like, right? You walk in and you're just like, eh, I don't want to be here. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does kind of suck because it's like, I mean, if this is what's going on, I mean, I've and I haven't heard, like, I only paid like twenty twenty five bucks for it. I got on Black Friday, but I haven't played it yet. But I haven't heard very much in the way of stellar reviews on this game. Like, I mean, people say, yeah, it's it's cool and all that, but I haven't heard of like, wow. Yeah. You know, I haven't really heard much in the way of the wow factor like the original game had, or 3 had. I mean, graphically, it's awesome, and that's cool. But, I mean, and and that's expected. It's a next-gen launch title. It's supposed to look good. You know, it's it's just, ugh, I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating because, I mean, personally, it's not really affecting me much. Cause I, don't, I play shooters when I'm bored. I don't, I'm not too into shooters. They've become a sport now. I mean, look at Call of Duty come out with a yearly thing like it's a football game. Right. And that's fine for the people that dig that. I mean, but I, this is just not my kind of game. So when stuff like this happens to me, it's just, it sucks to see a big game like that kind of fall off. And I think that it's going to damage, they're going to have, it's going to be an uphill battle to get people back on the Battlefield 3 train. They're, they're always second place anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's, I don't know, it sucks. Sucks. <laughs> sucks. All right. In comic book news, 
This one comes from uh, CBR, or for those of you that aren't in the know, Comic Book Resources. Uh, this one comes from uh, Steve Sunu. Marvel Comics March 2014 solicitations on sale checklist for March 26, 2014 contained an entry for Survive, issue number one. Though no solicitation information was initially available, CBR News has confirmed that Marvel, um, with Marvel that Survive number one is a one-shot by Brian Michael Bendis with arts by Joe Quijones and a cover by Oliver Koipel. Uh, while the publisher declined to provide further details about the comic, Bendis' involvement suggests that the issue is either about the X-Men or more likely, given the secrecy, about uh, some kind of bookend or epilogue to the current Ultimate Universe event, Cataclysm or Cataclysm. Uh, the title Survive could have any number of meanings, including the Ultimate Universe as a whole survives um, Cataclysm. However, with Miles Morales and Ultimate Reed Richards headed to the Marvel Universe to find a solution to stop to stopping Galactus, it's it's possible that should the Ultimate Universe fall, some of the Ultimate characters could cross over into the 616. Should Survive prove to be an Ultimate Universe book, more will likely be revealed in the pages of cataclysm and its uh tie-ins cataclysm number three hits stores january 8th um it's still nothing's still quite sure about what's going to happen with the ultimates universe there's been rumors that this was their way of sort of either rebooting the universe or ending it entirely marvel is definitely one of the few that actually has as opposed to like dc which has a number of parallel universes uh, that has different things going on, like their big comic series is Earth 2, um, and then, of course, with Forever Evil, Earth 3, and so on and so forth. It seems that um, Cataclysm is going to be one of those that's either going to end the Ultimates universe or cause a huge reboot of the series. Yeah. So it's unsure of whether they're going to merge some of those characters, because Miles Morales has already moved into the, you know, an evil Reed Richards um, into the main ones, so it's not sure what's going to happen. And they did that earlier with um, I've been, by the way, I, I I've been reading Superior Spider-Man for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I have been I have been digging it, but they actually took the Spider-Man from 2099 and moved it into the current Marvel universe. Um, so it's it's interesting how it seems that Marvel's trying to bring everything to its main universe. So I'm not exactly sure what they have in mind because if that's the case, then they've already brought somebody over from the future Spider-Man and now they're bringing some over from the Ultimates. And it's kind of making me wonder exactly what they're planning on doing. Right. So. I don't see. know. Marvel, Marvel's getting there. I think they're, they're getting things organized a little bit, but they just need to... They're still on the way. They're not there yet. So some things look a little up in the air. Yeah. But let's so get there, man. Yeah. So tell me about this three-way that's going to happen. Ta you know that's right. Mm. Oh, yeah. This article's actually really small because there really wasn't much to say. But um, <laughs> The third issue of Superman Wonder Woman uh, looks like it's going to be an interesting one. Capitalizing on the popularity of the recent Man of Steel movie, the classic Superman villain General Zod will make his appearance in uh, the series. 
Not much is known about the plot yet, but we can be sure Zod will be a real problem for the duo. This issue is written by Charles Soule, with art done by Tony Daniel, and hit shelves back on Wednesday, December 11th. Yeah, see, I wrote this article a while ago, so sorry. So it's out now. Enjoy. Really. But I think it's cool, like, um... I mean, they're obviously capitalizing on the, um... The popularity. But it, it kind of brings to the front, like... How serious is this book? Because this is a newer book. We're talking about issue three just came out. So this is, like, what, third... Like... I don't want to say string, because I'm not trying to say it sucks, but... <laughs> third, like, the third, um... The third come out with all the with all, with DC's books. That's how they do it. They had the first new Fifty Two or whatever, and then they they cut some of those, and then they had a second string, and they cut some of those, and they had a third one. Um, this would be like the third one, but I don't know. I want to check this out because it looks pretty dope. I wouldn't be surprised if they start making Wonder Woman look like Gail Gadot, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Well, but, Superman uh, hasn't turned into Harry, Harry Cavill yet, so. That's true. You know. And can, can I take this opportunity? And I know this is kind of old news, but um, my favorite character in the Man of Steel movie was was General Zod. I think that dude fucking killed it. Like he yeah. that was a good General Zod. Like he he instilled that military fucking I will do anything to accomplish my task. Right. Like he was like a scary fucking villain because he had purpose. He wasn't just doing shit. Like it was, it was good, man. Like I really, I really dug that character. I think that his scenes with, um, with uh, Superman were just dope. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I really liked the way they pushed his character into having a purpose. Yeah. You know, I, that 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 was something that I, I thought was really was really good with the Man of Steel. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in tech news. Uh, at a at a press event in New York. Oh, by the way, this one comes from uh, TechCrunch. Uh, Jordan Cook at TechCrunch. Uh, at a press event in New York, Instagram founder Kevin Seistrom has announced that the photo sharing service is inter- introducing private photo sharing and messaging. The feature is called Instagram Direct. If you updated your Instagram uh, app, you probably noticed this. They pretty much highlighted it. In the uh, uh, in the update, Instagram has been um, a mostly public social network with a broadcast structure instead of connections based on mutual friendships like Facebook. The introduction of Instagram Direct marks a new phase for the company. Now, users who follow each other will be um, able to send each other private chat-like messages, which can include photos or or videos, of course. Previously, users had only been able to like or publicly comment on pictures. Here's how it works. When you go to a post a picture, the same way you have been posting pictures on Instagram, you will see two tabs on the top um, of the post, followers and direct. With direct, you can choose a specific friend or ty- and type a special message that goes only to your friend. Once your friend opens up the photo, their profile picture within the message will mar- get a check mark noting that it's been read. Users can also like direct photo uh, messages and chat can ensue from there. You can send direct messages up to 15 people, and Instagram Direct also offers up suggested recipients. 
when you receive a photo, you'll see a little icon, um, inbox icon on the top corner of, your, of the app, which will send you directly to your new messages. You can chat privately one-on-one -on -one or with a group of people. Uh, people who mutually follow each other can easily send messages to each other. If you don't follow someone then you, uh, then you, and you sent a direct message to them, it'll show up as a pending rather than a received message in your private inbox. Uh, when you accept, the person can can henceforth, henceforth, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I know, can henceforth send you a direct message that will land in your inbox. Instagrammers cannot send text-only messages to each other, uh, but must send pictures to start the chat function. Users um, have had some options for privacy on the network with the option to block certain users or mark their profile as private, which means you must accept. Um, you must follow, accept follow requests. But the move toward a more private, precious Instagram makes sense. Messengers, uh, messaging adds a new layer of engagement on the app. Users can now start up a conversation that shouldn't be difficult considering they're watching their friends' lives unfold in pictures. Mm -hmm. um, this makes sense. I mean, it was something that you know was going to happen at some point. I mean, you have that with Facebook. You have it with Twitter. You know, you you. It makes sense that we were going to see that. And um, to me, it just seems like it kind of took a while for that to happen. Uh, but um, I don't know. As, I know it's out on iOS and um, Android. I think I heard that it's still in beta for Windows. I don't know if you've gotten that update yet. Do you have Instagram on your phone still or no? No, because I got fucking hacked and I was like, whatever, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I got pissed off and then I forgot about it because I've been in Divine anyway. So. <laughs> Matrix! <laughs> I got this motherfucking matrix. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh man! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about that video. <laughs> it's so funny. It um, so this is kind of an older, older story, but I wanted to talk about. It. I was going to talk about it last week, but we postponed the podcast. So I'm going to talk about this and then the follow up. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the first article, and then we'll just talk about the follow-up, because I don't think I wrote a story about the follow-up. Um, scams have always been around since the dawn of humanity, hmm. but they're even more prevalent now that we have the internet. Online auction sites and classifieds, while not malicious themselves, house plenty of people trying to steal your money. Peter Cla Clathworthy of Nottingham, UK. He's Robin Hood, dude. Hmm. <laughs> Straight up, no. It's one of one of the victims of such a scam. Clathworthy, who's nineteen, thought he was buying a. Every time I put the name and then comma age comma, I always feel like a real journalist when I do that because <laughs> there's really no reason to do that. True, <laughs> but, true. Um, thought he was buying a day one edition of the new Xbox One on eBay. Uh, he spent the list, listed price, 450 pounds, which works out to $750. Jesus, you guys are you guys are doing it right in Britain, aren't you? Yeah, I know, right? That economy is solid. Like, anytime anyone ever asks, hey, why didn't why didn't uh, Britain go with the the euro? Because they're fucking beast mode. That's why they know what's up. If they go to the euro, that shit will be trash. Bet you. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't officially know what I'm talking about. By the way, I'm just trying to, you know. Give a little love to our British friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the sale was finalized. However, instead of receiving Microsoft's new console in the mail, Clathworthy received a photograph of said system with a written note on the back that read, thank you for your purchase. Dick move, oh. dude. 
So he says, I was fuming, said Clapworthy, uh, a regular user of the auction site. Being that the seller's reputation on the site was positive, uh, Clathworthy overlooked a detail in the description. Quote, it said photo, and I was in two minds. But I looked at the description, and the fact it was the right category made me think it was genuine. This cat was young, a little too, maybe too, a little, little too excited, you know, and he got scammed, like, straight up. Because if it said a photo of, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. Like, I know what's going on. Right. But when I was 19, I probably wouldn't. Um, an eBay, eBay spokesperson had this to say about the event, quote, We don't allow listings which mislead, and we'll take action against this seller. Customers can shop with confidence on eBay as we guarantee you will get your item or your money back. Mr. Clathworthy is covered by the eBay money-back guarantee, and we will contact. We will be contacting him to put things right. See, that's pretty dope, so he gets his money back. Right. While the Clathworthy Clathworthy will receive his money back in full for the fraud, the fact still remains that the person who stole the money is still enjoying it. This is a story that should teach us all to be more careful when making purchases online. Now, the follow-up. So, this this cat gets his money back. Still, though, he didn't get his Xbox. And it's kind of like, since it's all over the news, he kind of looks like a douchebag. Let's be honest, you know. Which he really isn't. Any one of us could have got caught with a pants down on this one. Uh, especially, I mean, if, if, I, if I was online and I saw, like, a PS4 and I had the money and they were sold out everywhere, I would have been like, ah, maybe I'll get it. You know, whatever. Not for no fucking 750 though. I'll just wait. That <laughs> 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 shit ain't worth it. Um, so the the follow up to it is a local. I can't remember the name of the com- the company, but it was a local uh, shop in England in Nottingham uh, that that heard his story and kind of thought it was shitty. So they gave him a free um, Xbox One, no strings attached, just got a free Xbox One. So not only does this cat get a free Xbox One. But he already got that money refunded. Mm-hmm. That's beast mode, dude. Yeah, like that, that's that's, cool. like that's pretty cool. And I think he deserves it too. I mean, what are you gonna do? And and typical and and I don't mean any disrespect by that. But typical of a British person. Like <laughs> this shit happens, and all he has to say was, "I was fuming. I was of two minds." On the so- if that was an American, this motherfucker's <laughs> getting shot. <laughs> Let him come over here. Cut his fucking ass. You know, but right. Big upset, dude. I mean, any any, it can happen to any of us. Like it's easy to laugh at him, but it can happen to any of us. You know, so I'm glad he got his shit. I don't know if he got a day one edition for free though. I think he just got an Xbox. But at that point, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I mean, you, you spent know. how much for that? You know. And then he probably returned it because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> PS4. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, is that your personal uh, opinion or is that no? That's a fact. <laughs> At my shop, like twenty Xbox Ones have been re- have been returned. Mm. It's it, and it's because they're all shitty. But I don't know. That's why you don't buy it the first six months. Oh yeah. So of course you know, it's... the Playstations are fine, but you know it's whatever. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean that's the like for me. I look at it and just like. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. You know. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It helps that I'm broke. That makes waiting a little easier. Yeah. It's, not like I'm, it's not like I'm sitting on money to buy something. Right. Yeah. So it's like whatever, but I, I'm definitely getting a PS4 when that tax check coming, dude. 
And I know you want to get that PS4. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm getting that PS4. And then I'm going to get Battlefield 4. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get that Killzone. I heard that game was pretty dope. Yeah, that Killzone, I've been hearing a lot of good things about. Alrighty. So, as we do each and every week, uh, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebagger, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. And this week's douchebag, Kanye West. And that's it for us this week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Anything, you just Kanye West, douchebag, that's it. You don't need an explanation. But here, I think, kind of, we kind of need to uh, give give a um, explanation as to why this particular week he deserves to be douchebag. This comes from the New York Daily News. And uh, just give the writer some credit here. Zeta Riviera. Thank the heavens Kanye West, Kanye West has Jesus on his side. During a radio interview with SaturdayNightOnline.com, the rapper compared his daring stage maneuvers to the, face, the dangers facing a cop or soldier at war. Quote, I'm just giving my body on stage and putting my life at risk, literally, West said to, um, to host Garrett, referring to his tour performance of songs like Can't Tell Me Nothing and coldest winter, during which he stands on top of a moving mountain. Quote, that mountain goes really, really high, he continues. And if I slipped, you never know. And I think about it. I think about my family, and I'm like, wow, this is like being a police officer or something in, or, or something in war or something. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He describes the extreme risk factor of his show, which includes 27 songs and several stage changes. But West isn't just discuss, um, discussing putting himself in the line of danger while performing. The 36-year-old rapper was also referring to the public and media scrutiny that comes along with fame. Quote, you literally go out, go out to do your job every day knowing that something could happen to you, he added. Something could happen to you verbally from the press bashing you something could happen to you on from people not liking you anymore because of your records or you could actually slip on that stage aside from the uh, from purporting to lead the life parallel to those in law enforcement and the military he um he also reportedly found similarities to the late south african leader nelson mandela according to the daily current uh west told cg um, WGCI Radio in Chicago. I am the next Nelson Mandela. I'm only 36 year old, and when I'm looking at everything I've accomplished, it's it, it's the only comparison that makes sense. By the time I'm 95, I'm going to be a bigger hero than he ever was. Now, wow. given yeah, given that he, you know he thinks he's bigger than Jesus and stuff like that. However. That actually proved to be false. How, um, the satirical website reports, which went viral on Facebook, was quickly found to be false, revealing, um, relieving West from a backlash, uh, from uh, relieving West of the backlash from the outlandish statement. Um, it goes without question that the Bond 2 rapper has definitely said things that raise eyebrows or two, but even he, uh, but even he didn't go as far as to disrespect the revolutionary revolutionary who changed a nation in fact the current site includes a statement that says our stories are purely fictional um however northwest's dad did say on saturdaynightonline.com i'll 
Quote, I'll explain to my daughter one day that me and her mother, we had to fight for this position that we finally have. He also clarified that when I say creative genius, it's not a complaint, a compliment to myself. It's a plague. To be able to have all the ideas and not get them out, that's painful. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even... I can't find the words. (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) And I don't think it needs to be said, to be honest with you. That's pathetic, dude. Like, I don't even... (sighs) Honestly, it's almost fun to listen to him go on about how great he is. You know, like, because he's so just... I, I think he's mentally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I hear him, and I wonder if he hears himself. Like, I just... <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't... I just don't get him. I don't get... I don't get it. How can you be so delusional? You're a fucking rap guy. Yeah. Even a good rapper, like Eminem or something. Right. Or fucking, we even go Tupac or something, the old school. Couldn't say that shit. Like, it's it's just so... Oh, wow. I don't even know what to say, dude. It's funny because, like, you think of, you think of that, and the only rapper that could literally say that would be somebody like Tupac or Biggie. <laughs> Yeah, because even, mother- then, even then, that. you'd be like, damn, this dude. I mean, you wouldn't be mad at him, but you'd be yeah. like, you're fucking, you're a little up there, aren't you? Yeah, but them motherfuckers are dead. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, you know, they got shot, you know. It's the only reason why you could say, yeah, they led that life. You know. You're, no. marry- you're marrying a fucking Kardashian. You know, it's like, come on. And then the fact that the last statement was uh, that – him and, and her mother had to fight for this position that we finally have. What, a delusional rap guy and a fuck star? Yeah, I know. That's all they are, you know? It's like, come on. You don't have to fight for shit. Yeah, she let's, had to... Let's, let's keep it real, sir. <laughs> it's like, she's a fuck tape star, and you're a delusional rapper. The only reason she's famous is people like to look at her. The only reason she was famous is because she had a suck, fucking sex tape. I know, but the only reason she's still famous is because people like to look at her. Yeah, I mean, it's just... (laughs) Real talk. (laughs) Real talk, real game. Get it done. Uh, All right, well, let's let's go into uh, some site comments real quick. I think you got one first. Oh, yeah, so comment on by Themes Retro on my No Battlefield for Dice for 2014. Well, I gotta say that I like this, and I'm glad that DICE has decided to deal with the problems at hand first, and then take on a whole new project later. It gives players a change, or it gives players a chance to enjoy Battlefield 4 for a while, (laughs) as much as they can enjoy it. Um, (laughs) And then after most people get tired of the game, that's when they can release Battlefield 5 or whatever it's called. I think, I mean, that's how most games do it. Yeah. You know, but they've. The. Everyone wants every first-person shooter to be like Call of Duty. It, mm. it can't be that way because Call of Duty is 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 a more of a competitive game. Right. You know, it's it's not a like oh let's just go have fun. Like people who play Call of Duty all the time are hardcore about it. 
Right. You know, so that's fine. That's a whole other genre, really, like competitive FPS. You know, just traditional FPS, like Halo. Halo doesn't have to come out every year. Yeah. You know, because it's telling a story, really. Well, look, well, look at the distance between, you know, Battlefield 3 and its predecessor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a long time. I mean, this was the first time they decided to do that. Why? Because Activision. But even Activision gives their – it's a flip-flop of titles. It's not the same title. Each year, it's a flip-flop. You have, um, uh, what was it, Treyarch? Mm-hmm. And then that other company that releases alternating years. I don't even remember what the other... Uh, it was Treyarch and somebody else. But they have alternating years, so it's not even the same company every year. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, La Caracha... <laughs> <laughs> on an upcoming sto- uh, story that I did uh, in regarding a- another possible DC war coming. Uh, and at the end of the story, I, I said it, I'm- that I wasn't sure if we were ready for another one, and I'm- I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't think I'm alone in this one. And uh, this one writes, uh, quote, you're not alone. I'm definitely on your side on this one. I don't want to read another war. I liked Trinity War, and I'm liking Forever Evil. But now I'm wondering, are they doing this for the same for some quick cash? It's too stu- soon to start another craze scheme. Um, and I agree, because the rumor is right now that it seems like there's going to be another follow-up to Trinity War happening. So it looks like we're going to end up going into a infinite crisis kind of deal. Um so I'm not looking forward to that. It just, to me, seemed like a big money-making scheme. Um, so I, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen here. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I know I'm, I'm not alone. I've read a, a couple of other comments that said the exact same thing. That, like, no, this this is not going to be cool. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. So before... Games with my heart. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to um, subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content. Uh, If you have any questions for us um, on the podcast, uh, just email us at podcast at thelazygeeks.com. Be sure to let us know which podcast you're referring to. Uh, Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Plus.google.com slash plus the lazy geeks, one word. Follow us on Twitter at the lazy geeks, one word. You can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas or Adam over there at TLG Adam Riley. We're also on Instagram, the lazy geeks, one word. And the lazy geeks theme is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. But be sure to leave us a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next time, a peace out. <laughs> 